This is episode 311 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. Make sure you go out into the market a lot and go find out what's going on with them and what they're suffering from, what their big problems are, as opposed to trying to think them up yourself in your own brain. In this short episode, I share the five questions you need to ask about any new product or feature idea. The questions will help you ensure your idea solves a real problem for people who will pay for a solution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 311 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority, the podcast for product managers, product marketers, innovators, and entrepreneurs, and everyone who wants to have better, more successful products in the market. I am your host, Nels Davis, as always. Now, you know, I hang out with a lot of product managers. I coach them, and I'm all up in some of the product management Slack channels. People ask a lot of questions in all these places, and some of them turn out to be great for answering in a wider-reaching format like a podcast. Now, the question I answer in this short episode is one of the most common I get. And interestingly, the right answer to this question is five more questions. People come and they say, you know, I've got this product idea. Can I tell you about it? And you let me know what you think of it. And the, the description they give me is a, it's a technical thing for some group of people. Typically, 80% of the time, it's a project management related thing, <laughs> unfortunately. What I always do is I want to ask them five questions. And the answers to those questions are the things that tell me if this is a good idea, something that's worth spending resources to work on or to build or something like that. If you remember what we do as product managers, right, and this is the fundamental framework that I use in, this, in the book, The Secret Product Manager Handbook, and it's also the fundamental framework that I talk about all the time on my website, secretpmhandbook.com, and that is that we, as product managers, our big role in life is to find market problems, to create or drive the creation of solutions to those market problems, and then to take those solutions to market. Essentially, those are the three big components of what we do as product managers. Now, there's a lot of nuances and subtlety to all of these things, and some of them are more individual, individual level work that we do, like going out to the market and finding market problems, although we have lots of partners in that as well. Creating the solution, of course, is something that we do with our development team. And then going to market, you know, we don't sell it. We don't even necessarily do the marketing, but we inform all the stuff that goes on there. Those are the fundamental things that we do as product managers, of course. So those, if you think about those, they really then drive some questions that you want to ask if you are thinking about doing something new. And so I have five questions that essentially encompass the things that we should know the answers to before we set off on trying to create a new solution. And that might be a new product. It might be a new feature within an existing product. It might be a service that we're offering, whatever it might be. It's putting some effort and resources into something that we think are, is going to be valuable to the market. And so how do we figure that out? Well, the five questions I always ask. The first question is, who is this product for? Now, if you're thinking about making a new feature, you should have a good sense or a new product. You should have a new, good sense of who this product is for. Who's going to buy it? Who are the people that are going to have money and have the problem that you're going to solve? So who is this product for? What's the segment? Very important. It's very easy to think about a product that, well, everybody will want, but 
you can't sell to everybody. We all know this. You have to sell to specific people, and you have to be able to talk to them in specific ways in order to make them think that you have a solution. The next question, you could flip these really, why do they want this thing? What is it that they are suffering from that makes them need something different from what they have? What problem does it solve? What need does it address that is currently unaddressed? What desire does it address? What opportunity does it enable them to reach out for and to achieve that they can't do already? Or how does it do it? How does it enable them to reach out that, for that opportunity more easily, faster, more effectively, likewise for problems? All those questions. And then, then you have to also ask, well, they must be doing something about that thing today, right? If it's a business problem that somebody's a, that you're thinking of addressing, they must have some way that they're addressing it already. Is it a piece of paper? Is it another piece of software? Is it uh, by having lots of meetings or lots of phone calls or having a spreadsheet? So there are all these questions that you need to ask. How are they solving these problems today or this problem today? And then you have to say, what is wrong with what they're doing today? Why might they even consider a, a different solution? A lot of times people think, well, I'm going to create another project management software because I know this one little thing that project management tools don't do and I think they should do, and I'm gonna create a solution that does that. But is that enough to get people to change? And really the, the final question there is, why is your solution better than the alternatives, than what they're currently using or other alternatives? And then you go back to, I've talked in the past about what I call the value and equality. Why is what you're offering to them so much more valuable than what they're currently using that it's worth paying the difference between what they're currently using. It might be that if they're already using a product, that means to, st to start using yours, they have to stop paying for the product they're already paid. They may have already paid for and start paying for yours. Well, that means you have to be providing a huge amount of additional value than what they're already getting. Now, on the other hand, if they're using a spreadsheet, which is essentially free in most businesses, then why is your product worth the cost of change and how much value are you, additional value are de you delivering versus what they're currently using. So these are the five questions that I like to ask about, you know, any new product idea that people bring in, bring to me and share. Now, how do you make use of these ideas in your own work? Well, obviously, if you're working on a product that you're delivering, I hope you know the answers to these questions. If you don't know the answers to these questions, then that is a bit of a problem. If you can't answer who the product is for or the feature or whatever it is, why it's better than what they're currently using, why they would choose yours versus some other alternatives, if you can't answer those questions, that's a big problem for you as a product manager. And of course, even if you know the answers to those questions, if your salespeople can't answer those questions or your marketing people can't answer those questions, that's also a big problem. So the point is that these are fundamental questions no matter whether you're currently working on a product that you have right now or you're thinking about creating a new pro product. And one of the best ways to ensure that you can answer all of these questions in the right way is to make sure you go out into the market a lot and go find out what's going on with them and what they're suffering from, what their big problems are, as opposed to trying to think them up yourself in your own brain. Because realistically, when we're thinking about problems to solve with technology, we all become technologists, meaning that we think of things in it, we think of technical problems that can be solved. And of course, there's lots and lots of technical problems that can be solved. There's many more technical problems that can be solved than there are actual problems that people will pay for the solutions for you have to go out and find those problems that people will pay for the solutions for. There's actually two reasons. One is that there are more of these technical problems 
The other is that we don't think of those business problems as technologists. We think of technical problems because we're really in solution. Anyway, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> you know, we, we have a hard time getting out of, out of solution space as technologists. I'm getting out of the space of the things that we could do as opposed to the things that need to be done. The things that need to be done are problem space. The way that you can ensure that you have the right answers to these questions, just to reiterate, is to make sure that you spend a lot of time in problem space. And that means not in your own brain. That means going out and finding information from other folks in the market, from people that need to buy something or that, have, that are suffering from a problem. And that you go out and learn about those things and you elicit the problems that they may not even know at the moment that they have, but that by good, asking good questions and things, you elicit. That is a little bit of a rant on this whole question of, do you like my idea? It's always a funny question that, for people to ask. So, do you know the answers to those five questions for your product or feature? As a reminder, the questions are, who is this product or feature for? Why do they want it? What problem does it solve for them? Number three is, how are they solving this problem today? Fourth question is, what's wrong with their current solution? And the fifth question is, why is your product or feature a better solution for them? Put that list of questions into your mental briefcase. They form a simple litmus test for any product or feature idea. Let me know what you think of these ideas by going to alltheresponsibility.com slash 311 and leaving me a voicemail or a written comment. For more information and to find links to the original video of this episode and other useful links and resources, check the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 311. Don't forget I do a live video series on YouTube on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time if you want to join me live. You can always watch the replays. And if the ideas in this episode make you think, give you new tools you can start using to make your product better or otherwise seem valuable, please consider sharing it with other product managers or interested people. You can click the like button on the episode or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Those actions help other folks discover the episode and the podcast. Until the next episode, this is Nils Davis signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Ignition.